Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Michelle Picard and Gillian Dempsey. First up is Michelle Picard. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Michelle Picard. Michelle, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Hi, thank you for having me. Things are going well. Great to hear. We're just talking here on a on another day, waiting for the big weekend to come up at the All-Star Weekend in St. Paul. But before we get to that and all things riveters, we'll get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? I grew up in Taunton, Massachusetts, which is about an hour south of Boston. Um, I think my first team was when I was seven years old, but I started skating when I was uh, younger than that because my older brother played. So just kind of, hockey was just kind of what our family did. Excellent. Were there any players you enjoyed watching growing up? Um, <laughs> I was always a big fan of Ray Bork um, for the Boston Bruins. And as I got older and got to be able to watch more women's hockey, um, loved watching Angela Ruggiero play uh, Julie Chu at Harvard and for the national teams. See, for me as an Avalanche fan, I'll always remember Ray Bork lifting a cup for Colorado in 2001, but he's etched in the memory of a lot of Boston sports fans' minds. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, he finished his career out in Colorado, got, finally got the Stanley Cup win, but yeah, forever a, a, a Boston guy for sure. One of the great players. And talking more about yourself now, let's move on to your college hockey career. And, and Dan Rice asks, why did you choose Harvard over other Massachusetts schools? I chose Harvard. I, just, I got to know the team a little bit and the coach, and um, it just felt like the right place for me. I kind of just fell in love with it. And the school, um, just being on campus and uh, the academics piece, it like, just had the, everything that I was looking for. And I um, couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. And so it kind of just fit right for me. And I'm really glad with my decision. It was an amazing four years and um, couldn't be more grateful for all the experiences that I had and, and the way that it helped me develop as a player and a person. So, <laughs> Absolutely. And prior to playing in the NWHL, you also represented Team USA at a number of levels. How much does that mean to you? Oh, gosh, um, playing for... My country was, you know, an experience I'll never forget. It's a huge honor, and I was lucky enough to play for um, many years and um, just the most amazing group of women and um, accomplishing big things and um, definitely experience I'll um, never forget. What's your fondest memory playing for Team USA? Oh, gosh, my fondest memory. Um, I think my fondest memory is when we won the world championship was a senior national team for the my first time uh, in Ottawa. And the, the, the stadium was packed. We were at the Senators Arena and packed with Canadian fans. And <laughs> they, um, they were cheering for, for Canada, obviously. And the, the stadium was wicked loud. And then um, we ended up winning, and the place went absolutely silent. Um, so it was just, a, I guess, a good silence. But, uh, an amazing feeling to finally win a, a gold medal with the U.S. team. And I, I can't help but um, have to ask you about 2014 and the Olympic gold medal game. What was it like to play in that game? I mean, for me, it's the best women's game I've ever seen. Um, yeah, that was uh, an unforgettable experience. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out quite the way that we wanted, but just, just to be there and to get to play um, in that game and our rivalry with Canada is unmatched. So, um <laughs> 
Um, so it's just, I don't even, I can't really even put it into words. Uh, it was unforgettable, I guess. And hats off to Canada for, for sticking with it and making the comeback win. One of the most incredible hockey games ever. Yeah, as you say, I was only watching it again a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, no, even knowing the result, you're still watching it and it's just enthralling from start to finish. Yeah, it's the, the competitiveness of the game and the intensity is um, probably one of the best in all of sports. So hopefully, it can, I'm sure it will continue, this Olympics will continue for many years to come. Talking about the the Olympics, obviously it's just coming up now in just a few days' time. How do you see the women's hockey tournament going this time around? Um, I mean, U.S. and Canada will will have another um, amazing tournament, I'm sure. But there are some other countries that have been working hard, and I'm sure that they'll be um, right in the hunt for it. Um, but definitely excited to see to see what's to come and see how far the women's game has come since the last Olympics. This is it. I mean, for me, I know a lot of people talk about the Americans, talking about the Canadians, but for me, it's not just a formality about those two teams playing in that gold medal game. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, anytime you get in a big stage like that or any game, it's anyone's, anyone has a chance. And um, like I said, those other countries are, are, are definitely in it. Um, and it's anyone's tournament. And of course, talking about Team USA, Dan Rice has touched on this and sent in a question. How surprised were you to be named captain of Team NWHL in the recent series against Team USA down in Florida? I was um, excited to be named captain, um, but also pretty surprised just because it was a, a great group and, and everyone is a leader in their own way on that team. And um, it was a huge honor, but also that whole team was just a great group. And, and so it didn't require much. We all kind of did it led our own way and, and it was an uh, amazing experience to be a part of and really glad with how we represented the NWHL and was able to um, give US some tough games to help them prepare. Two very tough games, two, in, again, enthralling games as well and I think it, it really showcased a talent that is in the NWHL. Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, we weren't sure kind of what to expect going in. I've not really um, playing together in, in, uh, as a team before and um, you never really know what can happen, especially going against such an amazing team like the U.S. team. Um, but definitely proud of our efforts and, and what we put out on the ice. Moving back to the NWHL on this past weekend, the Riveters lost their first game of the season. What did you make of that game? Um, yeah, I mean, anytime you lose, it's disappointing. Um, and But every game, we're just trying to, to be better than we were the previous game. And um, we didn't have it that night. And um, But we're looking for. We're just uh, looking forward to see what we can do better and um, win the next game, but also looking ahead to make sure that we're doing everything we can to put ourselves in the best position for playoffs to, to win the Isabel Cup. So, yeah, definitely disappointing, but um, just looking forward to, to get better and, and move on. What do you think about perhaps the, the All-Star Weekend obviously coming up this weekend and on the back end of that first loss? Is it maybe a good thing to just kind of get away from that and just have a couple of days doing something different before getting back into the Riveters' mindset again? Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes taking some time away from the rink gives you time to reflect and think about, you know, what can I do a little bit differently? How can I refresh and make sure that for this final stretch of the season I'm doing everything that I can um, to help my team win? I think for all of us, that loss might give us a little bit of fire to work that little extra bit harder um during this break so you know you never you never uh like losing but uh you got to learn from it and and move on what are you looking forward to most this coming weekend 
Um, I think I'm looking forward to just being around uh, the women from the other teams and um, just celebrating our league and, and the talent that's within this league and um, just getting to meet some different people and, and, and showcase what we have to offer and hopefully help spread the word about the league to a different part of the country. And of course, you want to win, right, as part of Team Art against some of your fellow Riveters on the other team. Oh, of course. Always go to win. That doesn't even need to be said. <laughs> What's it going to be like playing against some of your teammates? Um, I think it'll be, I mean, it'll be competitive. It's always competitive, but I think um, you always, you want that little bit of, uh, when you get back in the locker room later, the, that following week, you're going to get to hold it over them a little bit. So um, I guess some bragging rights are on the line. <laughs> And of course, we've, we talked about your international career. We're talking about your time in the NWHL. And of course, you know, you played a lot of college hockey as well. Who have been some of your favorite teammates to play with? Um, um, that's a tough one. There's there's so many. Um, I think I've, you know, whenever you're, the, you know, coming as a young, a young team or young member coming into college when you're a freshman or my first year as a national team, I think some of the, the older girls will always be the ones who um, will stick out the most in my mind. It's kind of showing me the ropes. So, um, I don't know. I guess I always think of, like, Megan Duggan, Julie Chu from the national team. And um, with Harvard, I think of Laura Bellamy, our goalie. Um, I think of, uh, I don't know, oh, gosh. And then Mia Dench, who I've been playing with. She played with her in college and played with her at the Riveters. Um, I don't know. The list goes on and on, I think. Um, I've played with so many amazing people that I learn a little bit and to try and take take some from kind of everyone that I play with and what they do well. So I've um, really been very fortunate with the teammates that I've had. Um, so that's a hard that's a hard answer, question to answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, putting you on the spot a bit there, considering how many players you have played with. But I mean, some great names that you've just reeled off there in the world of women's hockey. Yes, absolutely. Just before I let you go, it's always a great opportunity to pass on messages for the fans. So have you got a message for the Riveters fans? Um, my message to the Riveters fans is thank you for all of your support all season. Like our, our rink has been a blast to play in because of the energy that they bring. Um, and just uh, please keep on coming out and supporting us. And uh, love to see your faces in the autograph line. And we're going to do everything we can to bring home the Isabel Cup for you. This is it, and that's not too far away now. We've just had the playoff format announced, and it's going to be an interesting rest of the season once you all come back after the All-Star weekend. But for now, Michelle, I'd like to thank you for joining me today, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best for the season. And, of course, enjoy the All-Star weekend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Have, uh, have a good night. Great stuff, Michelle. Now time for Gillian Dempsey. Delighted to welcome to the podcast, Gillian Dempsey. Gillian, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Uh, thanks for having me. Things are going pretty well. It's a pleasure to have you on in what is a, another busy week. We've got the All-Star Weekend coming up in just a few days' time, and we'll get to that in a few moments. But first of all, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up, and when did you first start playing hockey? Uh, I grew up in Winthrop, Massachusetts, and I started playing when I was about five years old. Does that mean you grew up as a Bruins fan? Yeah, a Boston fan through and through. Any particular players you enjoyed watching growing up? Uh, Sergei Samsonov was my favorite. He's a um, little speedy winger um, and had amazing hands. So he was always so much fun to watch. 
I remember uh, Sergei Samsonov very, very well. Um, again, one of those wonderful imports that came into the NHL and, and lit up the league for, for some time. Yeah, I loved watching him. And there was, um, it was, we had season tickets during that time, like in the 90s, um, and watching Ray Bork. And um, there was Anson Carter and uh, Murray. There were a lot of great players back then that we weren't really winning the cup much, but. Um, I used to go watch games with my dad all the time, and uh, those were some really excellent memories. Well, of course, the Cup did come to Boston um, not so long ago now. It was only a few years ago when Boston lifted that Cup. Right, I think it was 2011. Yes. That pretty epic um, series. Yeah, it was just it was um, an incredible, incredible series um, and one that a lot of people in, in Boston won't forget. Let's go back to yourself. Let's talk about your um, college hockey career. And Dan Rice asks, why did you choose Harvard over other Massachusetts schools? Harvard had been my dream since I was in sixth grade, actually. So uh, we had an autobiography project in school, and we had to create a future section. And my parents helped me scan my face over um, one of the Harvard hockey players on the Harvard uh, pamphlets that you get at the games. And, um, I wrote up a little write up about how I wanted to play four years of college hockey at Harvard and captain the team someday and, and win an NCAA. And, um, uh, some of it happened and some of it became close, but not quite. It was, um, a dream come true for me though. And, um, four years flew by, but I loved every moment of it. What did you most enjoy about your time there? Uh, probably just my teammates. I made a lot of really amazing lifelong friends and um, whether we were winning or losing, we were always there for each other and we um, really lived by this mantra of team first and it was just knowing that everybody in the locker room was fighting for the same thing and had each other's backs and that was something really special for us and um, even all those grueling times in the weight room off ice training or when we had on ice conditioning, anything like that. It was somehow made better with the group of kids that we had battling together. And after Harvard, you played in the CWHL for a couple of seasons before making the move to the NWHL. What made you decide to look into playing in the NWHL and leaving the CWHL? I really enjoyed my time in the CWHL. Uh, It was a great experience to be able to have an option once I graduated college to keep playing competitively. Mm Because um, I love hockey, so to have a team right there in Boston and to be able to play against Canada was awesome. Um, and when the new league randomly came about, I think we were a little tentative because we weren't really sure if it was at, like if it was legit or if it was just talk. And um, you know, somebody was saying we should go for it, and a majority of us decided let's let's do it together, let's take the chance, and we switched over. When you look back in a few years' time, how proud will you be that you are an NWHL original? I'm gonna, it's going to be amazing someday, I think, when when this thing really gets big and when women are able to play the game as their career and not have a job on the side. And it's going to be something special to, to look back and especially think of that inaugural season when we won the Cup and everything that happened during it and all the memories and just the adversity um so it's it's definitely going to be 
amazing to look back someday and know that I'm, I was part of history and trying to pave the way for the generations that come next. Can you remember what it felt like to step out onto the ice for that first game in the NWHL? You know, honestly, I can't even remember exactly what it was like because I think there were just so many emotions at the time. Mm. We we actually opened up on the road in Buffalo and it was like a packed crowd, which was really exciting because that's not something that we were used to from college or the CW days. And um, I think having a huge crowd there to support and just all the excitement of what the league was going to be and what it was going to bring. Um, it was, you know, I kind of blacked it out. I don't really remember. I just, I just remember being um, elated to be there and, and for that whole experience. What was it like to win the Isabel Cup at the end of the first season? Uh, the Cup really just meant so much to our team that year. Um, you know, we started off strong, and then we had a pretty serious slide. Where I think we lost four straight, um, and it was one of those frustrating times because we we knew we weren't playing to expectations, and we knew we weren't doing what we were capable of. So that was that was tough, and then. When um, Denna's accident happened, it kind of, you know, made us all come together and we we just really were driven to win it for Denna and everything kind of became about let's win the cup for Denna and we were able to pull it together as a team and um, I think we lost one more game at the beginning of January and then went on to, to win all the way straight through and hoist the cup. So it was quite the feeling to be able to lift it and and celebrate the first ever Isabel Cup championship. Um, like something I'll definitely always remember. Yeah, I mean, you've touched on what happened to Denna there. How hard was it for you and your teammates to deal with? Um, for me personally, I've been playing with Denna, and I've known Denna since we were U-12s at Hassabit. Um, and she had a, she's such an excellent teammate, and... Um, you know, we we went through so much together on the ice, and for that to happen, it's still um, it just doesn't seem like it's real even mm. now. It's um, you know kind of a reality check that it happened, but um, I think she's just such an inspiration, and she's always genuinely so positive and um, all smiles and just working her hardest the whole time, and that's how she was as a teammate and that's how she is as a person. So um, despite what happened, it's, it's so incredible to see her in this journey back and um, in her recovery. Going into season two, you then find yourself back again, competing for the Isabel cup against Buffalo. How hard was it losing that championship game? Uh, it was, you know, it's something that sticks with you in the back of your mind because we we felt that we should have won the cup and mm. um hats off to buffalo like they worked their tails off they came out they attacked right away and um they got the jump early and mclaughlin stood on her head and just played an yeah. unbelievable game with all those saves um and you know that one stings because we didn't come out ready and we didn't go out with the mindset of you know going to get the cup I think we had we had a very successful season, and um, unfortunately, going into that game, I think we were missing some of that chip on our shoulder, and 
they took it to us right away. And then no matter how hard we tried to come back in, it just wasn't enough time for us. And, um, and they were able to win. So that one sticks with us. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, just tough, tough loss. And it's kind of driven, driven us in the off season too, but we're having a, a, a bit of a slow start still, I guess it's February now, so you can't really say start, but, um, we're definitely getting the chip on the shoulder this year with how our record is and how we've been playing. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting going into the playoffs again this season because it is very, it, it's that do or die scenario again. You've got, you know, that one game that you're going to have to win to then get in the, the Isabel Cup final again. And I think you're going to draw on what you went through last season and take that into the playoffs this year because you're, like some of the other players that went through it, you'll have the experience to know that you you never know what's going to happen in a one-game scenario. Yeah, I mean, I love the underdog story more than anybody um, I, of course, except for when I'm not the underdog or when my team isn't the underdog, but, um, there's always something special about playoff hockey. And we, we used to say at Harvard, it's a new season. You know, everybody starts at zero and zero and it's anybody's it's up for grabs. So, um, you know, the beauty of having four teams is now, despite, you know, a, a tough, tough record, we, there's still potential to turn it around and anything can happen in one hockey game. So um, that's, that's really good for us going forward. And we've kind of had the entire season to build that adversity and build that grit and have the chip on the shoulder to go out there and prove people wrong and, um, and take care of business. So for us, we're, you know, we're gearing up for playoffs, trying to get some more wins before then, but um, trying to peak at, at the right time and um it should be definitely should be an interesting playoff season and um championship who knows how it's going to turn out but um we're going to be going for it hard so it's going to be fun when we get to that particular point a question came in from from dan rice who says why did you change your number this year how cool is it to be a captain in the nwhl yeah so i'm number 14 is is my number that's who i that's who I am. Um, I was 14 when I played for Acevit and for my high school team, Rivers, and then 14 in, at Harvard. Um, and I, I think part of it, too, is from Sergey Samsonov. He wore number 14. Mm. Um, but it's always been my favorite number. And other players have gone it before me, so I, I wasn't able to get it with the Blades or with the Pride. But um, I'm able to have it this season, so I, I was happy to to be able to wear my favorite number and being captain, obviously such a great honor. It's really important to me that, you know, my teammates believe in me and that my teammates respect me. And, um, like I, that I really value my teammates and, um, for them to, to vote for me for captain is some, a role that I take very seriously. And I try to just go out there with or without the C and, and lead and, and give what I have. So, um, I, I'm really honored to wear it and especially with like such a talented group of players. So, and just before I let you go this weekend, as we, as we touched on, it is the all-star weekend in the NWHL and you'll be a part of that. What are you most looking forward to as part of the weekend? Yeah, well, this is my first all-star experience. So, um, I'm pretty excited to be on the ice and take part in the, 
festivities. Uh, I'm, I'm more so looking forward to the game component um, just because I, I love to go out there and battle. Like the skills will be fun too, but uh, there's nothing like a game where with a ton of talented players who are going out there working really hard. So um, I always love a good dog fight and I think it's going to be so much fun and the atmosphere and the crowd being in Minnesota. It's amazing that the wild have uh, come on board to support us with this because it's helping us grow the game more and um, get into different markets and um, what better place than the state of hockey. They love their hockey and I'm excited that we'll hopefully have a big crowd there to cheer us on. And having been to Minneapolis, St. Paul a few times myself, it's, it's a it's a nice place to go and watch hockey. It's it's a nice place to walk around, but it's going to be a bit cold, from what I can tell. Yeah, that's. I, I bet it's freezing there. The only, I I really haven't been to Minnesota too much actually, um, but every time I've gone, it's it's felt bitter cold. Um, we're we've had quite our share of snow and cold in Boston this winter, but um, definitely going to have to prepare for the Minnesota cold because I feel like that's a whole different level of cold <laughs> it certainly is having been there myself but Gillian I really hope you enjoy the all-star weekend and all the other players as well so it's going to be phenomenal but for now I'd like to thank you for joining me today it's been a pleasure talking to you and I'd like to wish you and the pride all the best for the rest of the season thank you so much I really appreciate you having me on excellent stuff from Gillian and that just about wraps up today's episode I'd like to thank today's guest for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me. <laughs>